0: All right, class, we are back with Raw School, episode two.
1: Welcome, students.
0: (laughs) Okay, Um, this was a mistake. (laughs) Can the whole thing. Um, We have a very special guest. Anna's friend, Sandy, is here. Sandy, welcome to the show. Oh,
2: thank you. I'm super excited to be here.
1: (laughs) Our <laughs> very first
0: pupil! Our first pupil, yes! <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, so today, we are going to touch on... So our first episode was What is D&D? Now our second episode, Fears and Apprehensions. What worries you listeners the most about getting into D&D? Because this is really unlike any other game that you've probably played before. Um, and we figured what better person to... to to address this topic with than someone who is absolutely brand new to Mm D&D, is interested in playing, and has many fears and apprehensions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's
2: chock full of them. (laughs) Thanks for outing me.
1: (laughs) So, Sandra, please tell us, what is your biggest D&D fear? Other than this. apprehension.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Other than doing this (laughs) podcast. Uh, My biggest one is because, you know, you guys only know, D&D players who are also lawyers um, and lawyers really like to know everything prior to jumping in. <laughs> that is my one of my biggest fears is not knowing enough in order to jump in. Specifically, like not knowing enough about the rules or like we, you guys have previously talked in your podcast about like the law involved in this world um, and not being able to know enough to strategize or if making a decision early on is going to mess up a decision later on. And that mm-hmm. sort of big
0: topic yeah we should also address you are also a lawyer yeah yes so yeah, yeah. we just can't get away from them, guys <laughs> <I know>. and <laughs> hey our our <laughs> second our second female guest on that's right one of the pods it's it's ladies it's
1: week. been it's ladies night yeah.
0: we had it when we had an episode about tits last week and now suddenly here they are here they
1: are, here loud they and are. proud <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love saying that because it's such an awful word And I feel like straight guys, if they say it, it's like, ew, how dare you? But when I say it, it's like, oh, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. Okay. Um, Great question to start off. Anna,
1: do you want to? I feel like I talk too much, so I'm going to let Anna start. (laughs) Honestly, like this was a big worry for me, too, when I started. But you have to have faith in your DM to kind of hold your hand and you have to have faith in your other players to mm-hmm. walk you through it and be patient with you and I get how that can be absolutely like anxiety inducing because you're like am I slowing everyone down I have to ask a bunch of questions I don't know what I'm doing they were all there at one point or another and there are yeah. a lot of like rules and, and subtle things that you have to know about your what your character can do or like what what is the next step you need to take what you need to roll what kind of damage it does whatever learning all of that but it's so it's so hands-on like the more you play the easier it will be Mm -hmm. uh and uh, and sitting at a table and like having no idea what you're supposed to do next is a very normal thing for a new player yes and is absolutely how you should enter this world and i know that you had um you had written to us about your apprehensions and talked about like worrying about strategies and how your like early decisions could affect later strategies and stuff like that that's kind of the point where you just don't know like what the (laughs) fuck is gonna happen later on so that's kind of the fun part like you just make whatever decision you think your character would make or whatever decision sounds fun to you and then adventure happens so don't worry about strategy and just like play how you want to play Joe? Yeah.
0: No, that's a that's a that's great advice. Um so Anna the, the the points that Anna made about relying on your fellow players and your DM are so critical because this game it's not like the, it's not like a game where you come to the table and like if you if you were playing Settlers of Catan or Monopoly or Clue and you didn't know the rules everyone would be pissed off at you because it would be like how like Okay, we just went over this how do you not know whatever. With D&D, it's completely different. There's so much to know that even the DM at times will forget rules or not know the answer to something. And this happens with like not just me, but like the quote you know the the professionals, the people who literally do this for <laughs> a living. Um so if, if if those people forget sometimes, clearly you are not expected as a new player to know everything. And honestly, like I've never been at a table where someone has been like rude or mean because I wasn't sure what the rule was. Everyone has been, this is the most supportive like community, community. ever. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. Um. Uh. And that's exactly the kind of environment that, that, hopefully you should have at your table regardless of, mm-hmm. you know, who you're playing with.
1: And so, your first table will be me as your DM and I'm really nice, as everyone knows. So I won't
2: <laughs> tease you at all. And it'll be great. <laughs> Can we plead the fifth here? I know it's a simple setting, but... Uh, so then I guess that leads into my next question that was definitely not formulated. So that this is definitely super... It's unscripted, unscripted, yeah. organic talking here, <laughs> um. But it actually does work, so because okay. So like, Joe, you were talking about like everybody's super welcoming and super jivey and everything. But what happens if, like, the first group, or I guess Anna's my first group, but um, second group, <laughs> um, like, what if we don't jive like with that those people? Like, is it easy yeah. to just kind of cut and run? Um, like, will that totally screw up that campaign or? I know you'd previously talked in episodes about how it's very easy to re-roll a character and get mm-hmm. a new character involved, but is it also just as easy to get one um, or have a character leave without it totally messing something up?
0: Sure. I mean, if a DM is not prepared for a character leaving on the fly, then they're not a then the DM's not doing their job. Um, a DM has to be prepared because in any given combat. You could, Anna could be playing in my next session and roll a one every single time and die. And just die. (laughs) And, and like that fucking sucks, but that, that was something that happened organically. And I have to now rework my entire plan for that character and now anticipate a new one. Um, So let that be the DM's problem. Uh, That's the, the role that we take on coming into this. Um, So I don't expect, you know, my players to necessarily think about, that kind of stuff that's for me to worry about. Your job is to you know to come uh, ready to play enthusiastic and and to be willing to like go on this adventure.
1: And I, I'm just gonna say so if you pick a character and you feel like this character doesn't mesh well and you want to roll a new character and you have the conversation with the DM, because it would be more fun for you to redo something or to make something new, then that's better for you to have communicated to the DM than than just sticking with what you have because you're afraid it's going to like mess up the game in some way. And if you're with a group and you're not having a good time, it doesn't matter if their campaign gets like messed up for a session. Exactly. The whole point of the game is that you have a good time. And if you're not, then leave. Like, yeah. seriously. Except well, my campaign, you can never leave. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. so,
2: that was assumed, right?
1: Yeah. So,
0: like, it, it, this is a really important point, though, because the D&D has a huge um, following among queer people, among women, among people of color, among people with disabilities. Like, it, just Boyers. because it is... Lawyers, yes. yeah, um, because it is such an inclusive and diverse and accepting game by its very nature. Because you literally get to create this story with your friends or people that you know. And yeah, if you don't know anyone who's into D and D, and you you might have to go out there and find, um, you know, find random people to play with. But I met some really amazing people that are, you know, Heather. We just recorded an episode with her. Um, I, I, she she was in the second you know uh, game that I played w- with that random group and we were like oh my god we're we're fr- we're friends like this is gonna be great um so b- but imagine going you know so me as a queer person imagine like going to a D and D session and people are like dropping f bombs and I don't mean fuck and like saying things that are really homophobic or whatever that is not okay right so like if I get myself into a group like that from I need to get the fuck out of there. I wouldn't hang out. You know, I wouldn't stay at a job that did that to me. I wouldn't stay. I wouldn't like, hang out with friends who did that to me. So I'm certainly not going to continue to play D and D with people who do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and even if it's something less, less dramatic and it's just that, Hey, I don't really enjoy their play style. Right. Um, that's completely fine too. You just tell the DM, Hey, look, I'm, I'm not feeling it. And you know, I, I, or or lie, just say, oh, I'm too busy or whatever, and just pull out of the group. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um it, it happens all the time. And again, if a DM ever blames a player for something like that, then that DM really has no business DMing.
2: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to Sandy's say like, it. great, I have an out. Awesome. <laughs> I just don't mesh well with Anna, so. <laughs>
0: Who <laughs> does, am I right?
2: <laughs> yeah, great.
1: Yeah, I'm really enjoying this, guys. Next question.
2: <laughs> um, so back to kind of what Anna had said about, you know, if I don't like my character, talk to the DM and change it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way to do that in-game maintaining the same character? Like, can your character evolve and... Um, I guess how strictly to whatever we start at the beginning do you have to keep?
0: I mean that that's really up to you and your DM. Like uh, if you if you're lucky and have an amazing DM like me, which you won't for your first game, unfortunately, but that's okay. <laughs> oh boy! <Heart. laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but I'm so I'm, excited! I'm
1: literally for going to be DM. trained by you, Joe, know, to DM. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so like
0: it totally depends like if if it's something like you like oh you know what i really want to change my character's hair color fine great i don't care um if it's something hey i i think that my character actually uh, this is the first time i've played this class and we've played a few sessions and i really want to i want to be a cleric i don't want to be a druid okay early enough in the campaign that's not a big deal um there are certain things that once you get going and develop a story that's really where it starts to be hard to change things. So, like, if it's something where you are deep into this, you know, this sessions long campaign and you want to change like a fun, like you want to change your character's race. And I have already built this whole narrative that we've RP'd already about your character's race. Like uh, your character is an elf and you're in a, you're in a, you know, a city of dwarves and historically they don't like each other. And that caused a big plot point. Well, if you suddenly are a human or a tiefling or whatever, it, it it's not going to make much sense. However, Maybe I, as a DM, will have you encounter a you know a witch who puts a, a a spell on you and changes you into a different form, and as a result, you've now have a new race. And like that's a narrative way to go about that. So it, it kind of depends on the thing that you want to change.
1: And I would say, like in real life, you can you have control over what is yet to come. But you can't change what's already happened so it yeah thank you i know it's so deep <laughs> sandy just did a mic drop motion i just want everyone to know because that was a real mic drop thing to say anyway <laughs> uh, yeah so like you know if you come into a campaign and your character is like lawful good and you decide you know i think i want my character to be like a little bit more chaotic then that's something that happens in the future, right? And so you can evolve your character's personality because of the things that happened to him or her or the things that they've interacted with to change slowly and and build it into the narrative that you change the way that you portray this character. Um, And that doesn't fundamentally change the things that have already happened. Instead, what you're doing is you're using the things that have already happened to affect the way that you play this character moving forward. And so it's kind of the best of both worlds where, you know, you're not suddenly like now instead of being a, a half elf, I'm a tiefling. But instead, it's like I I met a tiefling. Um, we went on a sacred journey. And then we did some magical ritual meth. to switch bodies or some something crazy, oh. right? Like but it's like all built into the narrative as opposed to just like waking up one day and you're like, I wanna be something else today. So no. or, I, I would or they say, discover
0: or your characters discover <laughs> magical meth.
1: <laughs> I know, right? This meth. is Iowa. So right. It's I right. Yeah. D and D, meth capital of the world.
0: Don't don't meth with Iowa. You yeah. Could.
2: That's the best shirt from Ray yeah. too, by the way. Yeah. are we allowed to say that or yeah oh yeah Yeah. okay
0: sure why not free publicity ray gun. go buy a shirt maybe there'll be a sponsor Please sponsor us <laughs> that would be fucking rad yeah,
2: my God. you're
1: welcome um, but yeah yeah like if you want to evolve your character especially your characters like personality or like goals or missions or something like that let your dm know but also like work it into the narrative and you can absolutely change those things about yeah. your character yeah
2: um, so you guys have talked about like various games that you've watched. Apparently Joe did it binge watched, got very far into <laughs> YouTube videos on this. Oh yes. What is that something that I should look at as like a new person starting to just kind of get a feel for it? Or is that something that maybe should wait till after a couple sessions? Is that like a good resource at all?
0: Definitely an excellent resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would say the most important thing, and I didn't learn this till a little bit later, but diversify what you're watching. Consume different types of of and d games because every DM has their own style and every group has their own dynamic and no two games are alike. Um, so I think if you are someone who is... If you're listening to this podcast, um, Sandy, if you're our guest, right? You're obviously very interested in in D&D. Something about it is drawing you. It's like, okay, maybe I should like give this a try. If if you're already in that headspace, yeah, go ahead and, and watch, I mean, the ones that pop into mind of course i say them all the time critical role and dimension 20 are your go-tos i mean they're both great dimension 20 might be a little easier to get get the hang of because it's shorter campaigns it's like 20 20 episode campaigns and they're only two hours each um so only. <laughs> well as opposed to critical role which uh their campaigns are like several hundred potentially episodes yeah. each for four to five hours each um <laughs> but, right now. i know but but that's the thing right is like D is this crazy like this game it, you can do whatever you want with it so of course there can be campaigns that last literal years in our time um but yeah i think li- watching or listening to there's a bunch of D podcasts podcast, yeah. yeah live play podcasts live play uh twitch streams um like a whole bunch of of like underground ones that you don't even really know um a lot about uh, Sateen Phoenix is a, is a very famous DM as well. She runs, I do not remember the name of, of, of this campaign, but it's all women. And I think they all play bards of different kinds. And uh, it's like, it's supposed, I haven't seen it yet, but it's supposed to be like fucking great. Um, Uh, So, yeah, like there's there's games out there for everyone and you could find like your niche if you just look for it. And I think that'll give you uh, like a great introduction to how to play the game.
1: I agree. I think that like even just watching an hour of one thing will get you feeling a lot more comfortable about what to expect with your first game, just so you kind of understand the mechanics of things. Um, you don't need to watch an entire campaign, but if all you're using it for is as a resource to be like, how is this game actually played? Mm -hmm. I think it's a great idea to like watch even, even like a half an hour of a game, just to be like, how do we do this? Like, what are, what are, what does it mean to roll a D20? What does it mean to role play or whatever? Um, I just want to say it's like super cute right now, you guys, but Sandy is like taking notes, (laughs) (laughs) taking notes.
0: Sandy is in full law school mode, and I love it. She really it. is. For it. I need to
1: write
2: things down. Next gonna, question.
0: You, yeah, we know who's going to be the note taker in your campaign. Yeah. It'll be you, and it'll be great. There's I love you for it. Well, yes. just. <laughs> right. I mean, no, no. Everyone, you could take whatever notes you want as you play, but a lot of people sometimes will be like, oh, they're taking notes, so I don't have to worry about it. So you'll be that person most likely who's <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah, okay, I want to write everything down, what's happening, and everyone it's- will be very thankful. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's typically helpful because it helps you, like, track names of people that you've met, you know, NPCs that we talked about last time, non-player characters, um, if they're important and are, like, repeats or, like, important plot points sometimes that just needs to be written down and so that you can call back to it later. So, yeah. So, having a
2: notebook would be a good idea.
1: For oh,
0: you. yeah. Yes. We're going to have a whole episode on the tools oh, to of, of the game, <laughs> what to bring, yeah, how to how to prep yourself for it. Yeah. Oh, geez.
2: Okay, then um, another big question that I have because longtime follower, number one <laughs> fan, whatever. Because um, Anna told me she was in a podcast, and so I said subscribe. I think Joe
0: Mosier's is going to fight
1: you. I know for that. Title. I, I love that
2: they're both gingers too. I'm like our number one. <laughs> Joe's not
1: a ginger. Both, is he? Isn't he? Yes, he is. He's like dirty blonde. What are you talking about? I don't understand the difference between those two. To be things,
0: fair, you've only but... met him in person a handful of times.
1: Like one time. <laughs> sorry, okay,
0: sorry, other anyway. Joe. Not that anyway. it's an insult.
1: Sorry, Sandy. <laughs> sure.
0: Sorry, your question anyway. is.
2: Yeah. What the absolute hell is E5? Five E. Five E, whatever. Yeah. I hear it and I have no clue what the heck you guys are talking about. <laughs> other than like, what was like. 4e or 2e or something was just like not a good thing or something 3.5 <laughs> well
0: actually we discussed this on the last raw school sandy um not really. so <laughs> okay well that's that's on us man called so um <laughs> Uh, so five E refers to fifth edition. There's five editions of the game. Um, and when we say edition, we mean like a total rewrite, different rules, different application of the rules, different spells, different, you know, mechanics, everything just completely functions differently. Um, a lot of holdover holdovers and general concepts and like some of the, the, like, like the pantheon of gods and the D and D realm and how all of the, the different planes interact with each other. But, uh, Planes of existence, not airplanes. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was making like hand motions, and I'm like, "That's super confusing," um, uh, but it just means that it's the most uh, the most recent edition of the game. It came out in I want to say like 20, either 2013 or 2015. I forget.
2: So is is it the same? I guess is it the same campaign, or is it just like the same world and people can make up their own campaigns and homebrew a campaign?
1: Ooh, look at you using lingo. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Anna, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say. So like, it's it's not the same campaign. So like, fifth edition just uh, just refers to information about what your universe can be built from. So like, it'll give you information about this is. If you pick this class this is the stuff you get if you pick Mm -hmm. this race this is the stuff you get if you pick this spell this is how you cast it yeah
0: did you play did you ever play like the mario games growing up like super mario okay so first edition is like the original nes super mario second edition is like the super nintendo one mario 2 right it's a little it's similar oh god i've (laughs) lost her already she
2: raised her hand you guys (laughs) I should say like I played like Mario race cart and then, like I Sure. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. So like
1: but Mario But you understand Kart. how like additions work, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. it's like yeah, it's like like the you know the, uh, I don't know how to explain it. I'm losing it's I've like, lost my touch.
2: It's like <laughs> having the Similarian begets the Lord of the Rings universe. But if you change something in the Similarian, the Lord of the Rings story is. Isn't it Simerillion? that's
0: Similarity.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> I was like, is she mispronouncing? <laughs> that's what my da-
2: No, that's what my dad pronounced it as. So call him out. I love it. I love it. So oh, um, whatever. It's
0: just yeah. The, it's it's a completely different. Think about it as a completely different game. If someone mm-hmm. is playing D and D third edition, they are playing a different game than. What you will be playing in Fifth Edition, um, it's just it's just like a, the entire rule set. Literally, it's like if I were to hold up the Player's Handbook, that is what we mean when we say Fifth Edition. It's this book and all the rules it contains. And similarly, there are ones for Fourth, Third, Second, and First Edition. Um, basically, you know, as the years went on, they've improved upon the process, introduced new mechanics, things
1: like that. So. If you're a new player and and your DM says we're going to be playing 5e, you don't have to worry about the previous editions. Like right. you don't need to even look at them. You just need to know some basics about 5e and then that's it.
0: Yeah. So, but but you, you do have an, an interesting question and it's the exact same question I had when I was starting with D&D is, okay, well, where does this take place? What do we mean when we say, okay, there's this world with this pantheon of gods and there's different planes well just so every game takes place on this world see that's the fun part with DD it's 100% up to your DM and your group uh, that you know that that and the, the game you're choosing to play where that game takes place in my setting I literally created the entire planet that the game takes place on I have a world mm-hmm. map that I created I've named everything I it's insane I'm crazy so so <laughs> um, it, but, but like, I wanted ownership of that. So the entire world and how everything functions on that world and how all these other planes of existence interact with that world are influenced by, d- you know, by the, the can- what we call canon d um, But it is not the same. It's completely made up. You could have a game that takes place in present but day Earth, right, in the United uh, States.
1: Our first game, Sandy, will be taking place in the Harry Potter universe which, you know, is like a completely separate... Un- it's not related to D&D, obviously. Right. But I, I'm i going to be drawing from the, the Harry Potter universe that you and I know huh. and then adding in the D&D rules to it so that we have our adventure in a universe that you're already familiar with and a world that you're already familiar with. But it's just... It's completely made up. It can be anything. If I wanted to, yeah. I could have I said, we're going to do a supernatural-based like the show Supernatural based D and D, or we're gonna do a Teen Wolf D and D. I'm
0: Anna learning God. so much by Sandy with these references.
2: <laughs> I'm so much. I think you should be more concerned about what you're learning about our friendship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but no, but seriously,
0: like, like I like I'm running a Harry Potter game for Anna. Um, mm-hmm. I'm running a game that takes place in like this entirely different um world where there's pirates and for our friend heather um i really 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 want to run a game that takes place on the planet the planet glamazon and everyone is a drag queen i i just really want to run that game so bad um and i might do that so you'll you'll often see references to like modules which are basically just pre-made campaigns a campaign refers to like the, 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 the game that you play in over multiple sessions. That's one campaign. Um, and those modules that are that come out from Wizards of the Coast, which is the company that makes C&D, they take place on and in the worlds that they've created. but, but all, all the DM does is take those rules and put them on any setting that they want. So whatever game you play is going to be up to the, the DM and, and whatever game you're looking for specifically. Yeah, that was a really confusing thing for me too as a player because I need to know, okay, if I'm creating a character, I have to know the whole world. Okay, where's my character from? What's going on with with the world right
1: now? Whatever. Um, we Maybe have time for one more question. Yeah.
2: What do I bare minimum need to know to enter into a game, putting aside all of my type A neuroses that needs to know everything about whatever world? Like, is there, I guess... You guys have mentioned like kind of a game zero, uh, game zero, where you kind of introduce things. Is, is there things that I need to know prior to that game zero? And and. Silence. <laughs> um, honestly, I... I you
1: already probably know more going into coming into my campaign at this point than I did going into Joe's campaign. Yeah. Um, we will work together, like the DM usually works with our players to like help you put together your character sheet which is really the only thing you need walking into uh your first session. Um and and a backstory and stuff like that. So uh and then everything else you can you can learn at the table.
0: Yeah. And honestly, read like if you're really that interested, buy the player's handbook, the 5th edition player's handbook. If you just type in D&D player's handbook, it's going to be the one that pops up because it's the most recent one. Um And read, like, the first 30 pages. It will explain the entire game. It will explain, go in super depth to all the stuff we're talking about. And it does it in a a decent way. I think when it comes to the character creation, it's a little bit clunky. But um, that's, like, a whole other journey. And I, as a DM, um, will oftentimes walk new people through the process. I, so I do like a pre-session zero. I do like just a sometimes a one-on-one or a two-on-one where I like bring peep, new people in and don't give me that face. <laughs> the innuendo was there and I did not make it, Sandy. Um, the <laughs> uh, some, so sometimes we'll we'll do that and I will say, okay, here's what all this stuff means. Let's break it down, super basic. Um, to, to make it even more comfortable for people who are really, really super new to the game. And I'm sure Anna will help you uh, through that character creation
1: process. Well, we're going to do your character creation on this show.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. How exciting.
2: Oh, 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 okay. I thought you were like making a character based off of me in acting. in this <laughs> show. No. So I was like, oh, what? God,
1: that no. would be the world's most boring character. You're oh. going to play a ginger
2: <laughs> in a podcast.
1: Go. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Thank you, Sienna. Much love. That's amazing. So how do you feel? Do you feel less fearful and apprehensive?
2: About that one specific anxiety, yes.
0: (laughs) That's totally fine. Hey, every little bit helps. Right? right? Yes.
1: And I've got my notes, so that's good. Thanks for being our first student. Yeah. Uh, We'll obviously have you back lots and lots. Um, And... uh, Enjoy episode two of Raw School.
0: Yeah, stay tuned for the next episode.
1: Class dismissed.